Good day to you, and welcome to Fascinating, Season 2. I am your host, Rick, from Planet Vulcan. My ongoing mission on planet Earth to search for signs of intelligence and to encourage its spread. On much of planet Earth, politics takes place under democratic political systems that are ideally responsive to the will of voters. As has often been noted, the democratic form of government is the worst possible kind, with the exception of every other kind. Democratic processes are inevitably messy, even under the best circumstances. But when large portions of the population on all sides of an issue are immersed in and motivated by Eknarangi, democratic processes become worse than meaningless, and it's difficult to convince oneself that support for any particular faction or agenda is other than futile. The Vulcan Council, motivated by a desire to see Earth's civilization flourish, has decided that the best way we can help you towards flourishing is through education. The essays in this podcast are targeted at earthlings whose thinking is not yet fossilized, which means mostly, but not exclusively, younger people, and at those who seriously wish to contribute meaningfully toward making the world a better place, even as they honor their predecessors in this endeavor by living in the world that those predecessors helped to create. If we can demonstrate to you that certain persistently fashionable ideas and ways of thinking on your planet are indeed Eknarangi and why, we believe that our advice can help to improve your democratic processes as voters improve their ability to recognize delusional thinking and what passes for thinking by those who are cynically promoting Eknarangi and little by little improve their ability to make good decisions about who and what to support. In case you're not yet familiar with this term, ignorangi is ignorance in reverse. Ignorance is not knowing what is true. Eknarangi is knowing what is not true. For example, not knowing that planet Earth is spherical would be ignorance. Knowing that planet Earth is flat would be ignorangi. As many of Earth's writers and thinkers, Mark Twain, Frank Knight, George Bernard Shaw, etc., have pointed out, Eknarangi is usually a much larger problem than ignorance on your planet. There seems to be a common thread that runs through much of the current Eknarangi one encounters on planet Earth. That thread is evolution denial in a way that strikes Vulcans as particularly absurd, this evolution denial appears to be ultimately rooted in Earthlings' belief that you humans are not part of nature, but that you exist in a realm apart where you are not bound by the constraints that nature imposes. For many Earthlings, evolution denial takes the form that, by means of rituals and incantations, they can escape their own mortality that there is some essential part of them that will survive their death. Earthlings of this persuasion exhibit an uncomfortable reaction, to put it mildly, when confronted with the massive evidence that humans are just another species of animal 
that has been sculpted by natural processes, and they simply dismiss the evidence that disturbs them. They instead choose to comfort themselves with tales of what they call the supernatural, an undefinable concept if ever there was one, and one that can only be explained as a consequence of desperation, an unwillingness to give up the hope of eternal life. Other earthlings have at least forsworn this delusion, while at the same time adopting another delusion that is not all that different. They have convinced themselves they have put theism and belief in an intelligent designer behind them, but they now think of themselves as intelligent designers, endowed with much the same abilities that others ascribe to a divine being, who are able to defy nature's laws when these laws stand in their way, and to create a heaven on earth by means of somehow putting good intentions into effects. And they have their own list of dogmas, sins, and retributions, just like any other religious order. The tenacity with which the hope of a doing intelligent design is held can only be explained as a consequence of their deep desire to take their places as members of a natural aristocracy an unwillingness to give up the illusion of control. Belief in intelligent design is more of an intellectual fashion statement than a serious idea, and under some circumstances such a thing might be relatively innocuous. But humankind is facing serious challenges right now, and simply pursuing what is fashionable is unlikely to produce desired outcomes efficiently and probably not even effectively. The actions that earthlings choose to try to deal with these challenges will determine by a process of evolution and not by a process of intelligent design the path that humankind will follow. It's important to understand that whether or not you believe in evolution, evolution is what happens anyway. Individuals are best thought of as cells in a superorganism that we might refer to as the socio-economic system. The superorganism has a life of its own, and it follows no one's orders. No one has expressed this insight more succinctly than Bruce Lee, the legendary martial artist and philosopher, who said words to the effect that, in all of this talk of means and ends, we must be clear that we cannot choose ends, we can only choose means. The way to understand the socioeconomic system and how to influence it is to conceive of it as an evolving, dynamical, complex system. Deep understanding results from choosing this conceptual framework and applying it. Whether you believe that Earth's serious challenges are going to be handled by the intervention of a deity, or whether you believe that Earth's serious challenges are going to be handled by the intervention of visionary leaders acting in the role of deus ex machina via the institution of government, evolution based on everyone's actions is what will happen instead. Let's focus our attention more closely on the term dynamical complex system, because understanding the implications of this concept is the key to understanding evolutionary thinking and to understanding why intelligent design is neither an explanation of what is currently happening, 
nor is it a viable way of shaping the future. An agenda that depends on the design and construction of a future state of affairs, which will replace the evolving complex system that now functions, cannot possibly work, no matter how many people vote for it. We have spoken extensively on the topic of dynamical complex systems in previous podcasts, and there will be more, but right now we can summarize briefly. A system is any collection of components that work together, often with closed feedback loops, sometimes with open feedback loops. A simple example of a closed feedback loop would be the loop between a furnace and a wall thermostat. When the furnace is on, the temperature in the building rises, and the rise is sensed by the thermostat, which will then provide negative feedback to the furnace, when the temperature gets too high. We say then that the temperature regulation is automatic. An open loop system would require intervention by a human decision maker who would be obliged to manually turn the furnace on and off when the temperature is outside the desired range. A system is complex if the interdependencies between the components are of such a nature that relationships among the components is non-linear. Non-linear just means that the magnitude of a response can be out of proportion to the magnitude of the stimulus. This is metaphorically known as the butterfly effect, and it makes a complex system unconducive to modeling because accurate prediction is fundamentally impossible, even when the relationships among the variables are deterministic. A system is dynamical when energy is flowing through it. In a quite delightful way, order spontaneously emerges in complex dynamical systems, as the energy flows create changes that spark processes of adaptation and evolution. Think, for example, of a field of sand dunes, which exhibits a type of fractal order arrived at spontaneously as the wind provides the energy to blow the grains of sand. No one is out there designing and constructing the sand dunes, and yet the sand dunes exist in a kind of ordered state. And we can be confident that they will continue to be formed without anyone's help. For purposes of our discussion, the chief implication of the realization that a socio-economic system is dynamical and complex, is that trying to gain control of the system by opening the closed feedback loops and coercively intervening with the intention of controlling outcomes is futile at best and harmful at worst. As the eminent 20th century earthling economist and philosopher Friedrich Hayek put it, our curious task as economists is to explain to people how little they understand about that which they propose to control. If you're following the reasoning presented here, you might be tempted to despair if you are beginning to grasp the complexity of the challenges Earth faces. If it is fundamentally impossible to take control of a dynamical complex system, then how can Earth possibly deal with the challenges? There is an answer to this query, which can be briefly summarized. Even though 
nature denies us the power to design and construct a socioeconomic system, it does allow us to cultivate the evolving complex system we have inherited and within which we exist, and to influence the course of evolution towards a particular pattern, even though the details of the pattern will be inaccessible until the evolution actually takes place. It's not possible to be like architects and builders implementing detailed specifications. But we can be like gardeners, encouraging ways of functioning that are efficient, sustainable, and just. You can influence the patterns in the sand dunes by doing things that will influence the flow of the wind's energy. You cannot, however, stop the wind from blowing and design and build your own set of dunes even if you're unhappy with the fact that all the dunes are not turning out to be the same size. Be sure to have a listen to the next installment. Please provide feedback to these podcasts if you are so inclined. You may contact me by sending an email to Senior Contributing Editor Prego Denada, pregodenada at gmail.com. Live long and prosper.